It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN Primetime. Welcome into Hour 2 here on VEASAN Primetime. I'm Danny Burke here in Chicago, filling in for our guy Tim Murray, but still on the desk over at Circus Sportsbook. It is Sean King at Real Sean King is where you can follow him on Twitter at Danny Burke 5 for myself and at VEASAN Live for VEASAN, the sports betting network. Still tons to come in terms of the guests that we got coming on later. Uh, Next segment, actually, Frank Schwab over at Yahoo Sports will be joining along. He'll give us some of the futures that he's playing in college basketball, what action he may have tonight, and a little bit of NFL discussion if we've got some time with our guy Frank. Eli Hershkovich will be joining us to talk more college hoops. And then in our three, Banksy and Wilbo going to be in their usual spot, giving us an update on all things Circus Sportsbook. So, Sean, let's go back into the NFL, just kind of resetting the big news of the day and really the big news of this past week. And that's been revolving around Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers and the Jets seem like they're getting closer and closer to striking a deal. The compensation, all of that is being reported. And it seems like it's kind of just up to Aaron Rodgers. And you talked about this in hour one that, yeah, if the Jets get Aaron Rodgers, certainly that could put them in a better position. But You don't know if you're ready to buy in on that just because you don't know how committed he may be to the sport of football at this point in his career. Yeah, and that's just what his actions have kind of shown us, right? In the last two years, it's been talk after the season of him potentially retiring, 
You know, he's now doing the, uh, what's the name of it, Britain? The uh, Hayabusa, or what's it called? Ayahuasca. Yeah, yeah that thing. <laughs> yeah, he's doing the Hayawasa. Uh He's sitting in dark rooms. Like, those are things that a guy that's transitioning out of the game, you know, starts to make part of his ritual. You know, those aren't things that a guy that's in the middle of it, you know, is doing. So, you know, plus he's getting up there in age. I think when the season starts, Aaron's going to be, I know he's 39 now. I think he'll be 40. You know, if not right at the start of the season, sometime, you know, during it. So, I mean, what's the compensation going to be for Aaron Rodgers? I mean, look at what Denver was forced to give up for Russell Wilson. Aaron Rodgers is a better player than Russell Wilson. So, if that's the baseline for for a trade package, I mean, what, what are you hoping to get out of this? I mean, at most, I think you have two years, right? Maybe you realistically, you could say Rodgers is going to play for two more years. But he could not play for two more years. Sure. And I just don't think this makes the Jets a legitimate Super Bowl contender. But it does put them at the forefront of the minds of everybody that supports the Jets. It allows them to raise ticket prices. It allows uh, oh, yeah. paraphernalia sales to increase. It, it, it probably gets the Jets some primetime games more so than they would have without him. So I get it from the business side. But... I mean, for what you're going to give up for Rodgers, I just don't see how you're not willing to pay Lamar Jackson, send two right. first-round picks back, and have a guy that's 26, 27-year-old, 26, 27 years old instead of one that's pushing 40. Yeah, and it's not like Aaron Rodgers had a great season this past year anyway, Sean. And I guess the devil's advocate there would be, all right, you didn't like what LaFleur was doing. You didn't like the receivers that he had, but the receivers were coming about toward the second half of the season. It's just Rodgers was still stuck in this mediocre playing ability that you kind of saw from him. And, and look, at the end of the day, it's still Aaron Rodgers. He could come about, he could be a stud, who knows, but I'm with you. I, I don't know if it's someone that's worth going nuts over based on what you may make of what he's doing off the field, based on what you saw him do or lack thereof on the field this past season. So I hear you, man. And I, I guess... Yeah, go ahead. But Danny, what the the thing that's ironic, and if we can put that graphic up, uh, uh, next team odds for Aaron Rodgers. The the fascinating part of this is the Raiders are the second choice and are even mm -hmm. money. Yet I feel like we've heard no buzz or talk publicly about Aaron Rodgers potentially ending up here in Las Vegas. It was weird because it, originally there was some buzz like maybe two weeks ago, but then I thought there was a, a report, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but someone, whether it's a member of the Raiders or Aaron Rodgers' team or something, said the the Raiders are kind of out of the out of the discussion, so to speak. And, of course, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what I've heard. So now I was looking at that earlier too, Sean, and going, why are they back down to even money? Maybe it's – I don't know if it's a liability thing, but maybe it's just the assumption that they're the next best fit, so they're pricing it accordingly because of it but originally the Raiders seemed like they made more sense than the Jets almost right I mean you could reunite with Devontae Adams I I don't know if weather's that big of a factor he's been in Green Bay for a while you're going to be in a tough division regardless so I guess it just depends on coaching and weapons for him yeah I probably would just trust and, and I mean I don't know what he thinks about Nathaniel Hackett I know allegedly that was his his ace boon coon right. you know when they were together in Green Bay but if I'm a Jets fan I'm really tempering my expectations. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett was so good in Denver, he didn't even make it through one season. Like, that's hard to do. It's hard to get a job and don't do anything criminal and get fired before the first year is up. Like, you have to be inept 
I mean, at a level like the, he was at an elite level. <laughs> like I'm just like, man, you normally at least make it through the first season, and then okay, maybe we go our separate mm-hmm. ways. So I don't actually even know from an offensive schematic standpoint what the Jets have. I, no, you're you're absolutely right. I mean, even with yeah, they have some good weapons. Garrett Wilson, they got Brees Hall if he could come back healthy, and they got some other emerging guys. But uh, you just saw Rogers' inability to want to work with the younger guys in Green Bay. So is that automatically going to work with a failed head coach Nathaniel Hackett, a defensive-oriented head coach, and Robert Sala in a tough division with the Jets? Who knows? And that's what it seems like the expectation is if you get Aaron Rodgers. But again, you and I are kind of on the same playing field here that. It's like, all right, slow your horses. It's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows for you immediately with Aaron Rodgers. And that was put on display this past year. Yeah, I actually hope it happens, though, because uh, ideally what I want is for him to go to the Jets and not work and then ultimately end up in Minnesota. So him and Favre have the same lineage of Packers, uh, Jets, uh, Vikings. Okay, that works for me. See, as a Bears fan, I'm just happy he's getting out of the division finally. I'll, I'll be content with that, Sean. I don't really think it matters who's in the division if you're a Bears fan. Like, what matters is <laughs> the Bears are fielding an XFL team right now, and eventually they need to create an NFL-type roster, and that might help the outcomes. Sean, you see how I'm struggling as a sports fan? The University of Nebraska, the Chicago Bears, the Bulls are a disaster right now. The Blackhawks are a disaster. I'm a diehard Cubs fan. At least we had 2016, but it's not looking uh, positive over well, here in the I, Midwest. I, 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 will, I will shine some light. Uh, we had Jeff Erickson on the show yesterday, and he likes, he likes the, the Cubs. Cubs to win the yep. division. Absolutely. Yeah, I, it could be a sneaky team. We'll see. But, uh, Sean, going back to Rodgers, one thing I wanted to ask you from – being in those locker rooms from a player perspective, when you have a guy who's supposed to be your leader as a quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, and you see all these crazy kind of different things that he's doing outside of the stadium, what does that, what do you imagine that does to, to the team? Say you're going to a new team like the Jets and a team that has a lot of these young guys, is that kind of a difficult transition for him or maybe a tough guy for some of these kids to look up to? How, how do you correlate all of that? Well, he's going to look like God walking there, walking in there behind Zach Wilson. I mean, you got to think yeah, about true. what is he following, you know? So, I mean, just the fact that the guy he's going to replace if he ultimately ends up with the Jets is not liked. People are going to gravitate towards him just off of that alone. So we'll see at what level uh, Aaron Rodgers' buy-in is, you know, for the Jets. Uh, is he going to be fully committed and by fully committed, I mean, is he willing to actually be there this offseason? Like, do the things that you have to do, like, to, to be prepared to win at an elite level, especially when you have young players. You know, as you mentioned, Garrett Wilson, outstanding rookie year, but only a second-year guy next year. Brees Hall, a guy who I thought was going to be rookie of the year before the injury, coming back off that injury in year two. And then the monk elephant in the room, the Jets' offensive line was not very good last year. So uh, they have some issues they need to address. How does Aaron Rodgers' uh, salary impede them from improving the offensive line? Because obviously they're going to have to ship their first round pick. I think they have two, if I'm not mistaken, but they're going to have to ship their first round pick, or you would presume, to Green Bay. So that's one less asset to improve your offensive line. So we'll see how this all works out. Um, The NFL is king. They find a way. I mean, here we are on the cusp of Selection Sunday, and all anybody's talking about is something that actually hadn't even started yet, which is NFL free agency. 
<laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's the way it goes, huh? It's it's something else, that's for sure. Can never get enough of the National Football League. And, you know, speaking of which, one other thing, and trust us, everybody out there, we'll get back to college hoops, especially next segment with Frank Schwab. Some other news that was pretty significant uh, out on the West Coast, Sean, the Chargers restructure Keenan Allen and Mike Williams deals. Uh, Allen was rumored to be a cut candidate potentially, but looks like he'll be staying out there on the West Coast. It saved the Chargers reportedly about 14.4 million in cap space. I'm always infatuated with this Chargers team because they're such, I don't want to say enigma. I, you know what they are, but they're just, they have so much talent. They lose in the craziest ways possible. And Herbert is so talented. You got great receivers. What do you make of this move by the Chargers and just the Chargers in general? Well, restructuring is generally a good thing uh, for a player because basically all they're generally doing is taking some of your base salary and putting it into a signing bonus. So you're basically getting a big check that you didn't even anticipate receiving. And so you'll make less, you know, in base, but you'll get the money right now. So that's generally a good thing. We're going to see if Kellen Moore, first of all, can be fortunate from a health standpoint. I mean, last year, Rashawn Slater missed almost the entire season. That was a Pro Bowl rookie offensive lineman they had, a uh, left tackle. And uh, Keenan Allen battled hamstrings. Mike Williams was in and out the lineup. So if they can stay healthy, adding Kellen Moore, who I think is one of the better offensive coordinators in the National Football League, hopefully you would think Justin Herbert takes the next step. They have the components. They have the pieces. If they stay healthy, they're extremely dangerous. But... They're still in a division with the unicorn, so we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see what the Chargers can do and maybe finally take advantage and not shoot themselves in the foot. Easier said than done. Hey, we'll switch things back to college basketball here on VEASAN Primetime. Joining us from Yahoo Sports, Frank Schwab going to be telling us some of the futures he invested in for the college basketball conference tourneys coming next. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. And I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter handicapper year-round. So go ahead, check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. That's V-S-I-N.com. Welcome back to the show. It is VEASAN primetime. I'm Danny Burke filling in for Tim Murray alongside Sean King out there in Las Vegas and joining us to talk more college hoops over at Yahoo Sports. He is Frank Schwab at Yahoo Schwab, or you can follow him on Twitter. And uh, Frank, it seems that you are sweating out some Pac-12 action here. A Washington State, Oregon, Washington State coming back. We were talking about this off air out of nowhere they're up now 60 to 57, laying a point in the hook on the live line at BetMGM right now. Uh, we see that you took them 20 to 1 to win the tourney, and you took them tonight, right? Yeah, you know, you got you to be all in if, if you like Washington State. They've been playing well, won six in a row down the stretch, beat the big teams in the Pac 12. And honestly, it was a fade of play a little bit. I don't trust them without Jalen Clark. I, I think his team's really going to 
it just not hit its ceiling. They're, they're not bad. I, I felt like, you know, I was on Colorado today. I felt like I was on the right side there and lost it at the end. But I just, I'm, I'm going to be fading UCLA the rest of the way. I, I just don't really trust them without one of the best defenders in the country, a guy who scored 13 points a game as well. Picky Washington State, I had to go down the, the odds a little bit just to kind of fade UCLA. I We'll see if that one pays off. But, yeah, I, I just, it, it was more... I, I just don't love what UCLA is going to bring to the table without, uh, you know, a really your full lineup. Yeah, I've been fading UCLA. I've been telling everybody that's fruit gazy. I can't get over. <laughs> I was there when they played Illinois here in Vegas, and that game just sticks mm. in my mind. It's how it kind of exposed some of the weaknesses. I think a lot like Gonzaga, they've gone west and feasted on a down conference. And I know Gonzaga's in a different conference, but a lot of people behind Gonzaga because of how they're playing. I, I think both teams have limitations. I think they get exposed come tournament time as well. Gonzaga, yeah, I was Frank. kind of surprised to look into their metrics a little bit. Uh, Gonzaga has been playing really good ball, and that's just not—that's not just the you know the WCC final where they just blew the doors off St. Mary's. This is since the beginning of February. This offense has really been cooking. I've been sleeping on Gonzaga. I'll be honest. I kind of just—they're—they're uh, they're just kind of back to the pack. They're not as good as they have been. But coming into the tournament, I'm a, I'm a little more interested to see what their draws are. Hey, Frank, I want to switch over to the Big Ten. Uh, my neck of the woods here. I'm in Chicago, and I was at the I was at the games yesterday. I'm cracking up because, you know, Sean's been dissing on myself and our producer, Britton, because we both went to Nebraska, and the Huskers were completely embarrassing. Saw it firsthand, <laughs> seen it firsthand a multitude of times. Nevertheless, looking at the Big Ten, it seemed like you had some faith in the Terps, uh, plus 650 or so. What do you make of their team? What have you been looking at betting for the Big Ten as a whole? Yeah, I, I mean, speaking of embarrassed, I'm a Wisconsin alum, so let's not talk oh. about the Big Ten tournament. <laughs> oh, boy. But, you know, Maryland, look, the Big Ten, uh, once next week hits, I, I probably will not have one more ticket on any Big Ten team. And this is from a Big Ten alum. That's just not a good conference. I, I, God bless Northwestern. They should not be the number two seed in any power conference in America. Like they're they're solid, they're good, whatever. But that just kind of to me shows how down the Big Ten is. Ten is. I, I don't trust Purdue either. I think that they're even a you know at, you know at risk of out in the first weekend if they face. I, I just don't like any Big Ten team. So which team brings at least some experience, some all they can play defense to me I, this big 10 tournament is so wide open i really truly think that anybody left could win it it's it's just i i don't trust anybody illinois is a perfect example illinois tonight illinois could win a big 10 tournament by a landslide or lose by 20 tonight i wouldn't be surprised by either one like how do you trust any of these big 10 teams really and so i i'm not just picking maryland out of a hat they bring some things i like but it's more just i just don't know what to do with the big 10 it, it's just it's a bad basketball conference, honestly. And again, it pains me as an alum to say it, but they're not going anywhere at the tournament starting next week. Hey, Sean, I, I want to get your thoughts on the Big Ten, aside from, you know, what we were saying with uh, this Nebraska team and, and looking at some of the other squads that have already played. Uh, let me ask you what you think of a team like Michigan State. Michigan State, to me, is one of those sneaky squads in a, in a team that, I ended up taking it about six to one to win the Big Ten Conference Tournament. You always hear the old adage of Tom Izzo in March, and 
you see these guys and what they can do when trailing. I mean, they literally did that against the aforementioned Nebraska Cornhuskers. But when they're hitting their threes, man, they can compete with anybody, especially in a wide-open Big Ten. Yeah, elite head coach Tom Izzo. I actually wrote with uh, Frank on this one. I took Maryland pre-tournament to win the Big Ten. If I had to do it over again, I think I might take Ohio State. It's just something about Cincinnati and Thornton and how they're all of a sudden playing. Ohio State was one of the worst teams I'd ever seen. During, the, during parts of the regular season. But it seems like they have it headed in the right direction. Uh, they upset Iowa today. Uh, they're playing with confidence. I mean, they have experience. You know, so hopefully Maryland gets the job done. But I, I'm with Frank. Nothing would surprise me in the Big Ten. When anytime teams like Northwestern and Penn State are, are live in your conference in basketball, uh, you probably need to retool some things. Yeah, and then Maryland's got their game tonight against Minnesota. Uh, Frank, did you take anything specifically for that game? It's it's a high line there at 13 in the hook. And like you said, the Big Ten's kind of a crapshoot. Did anything interest you with their game this evening? No, not really. I, I mean, I, I try to avoid, you know, the, the bigger lines come, you know, conference tournament time. It, it, it didn't stick out to me at all. I, I, I laid off of that one as, you know, to be honest, like I, there's just so many other betting opportunities out there other than the big 10. To be honest, I just, I, I just think this conference is, is very flawed. It's unpredictable. I, I really didn't, uh, no, I didn't, I didn't take anything tonight. You know, it, it, I just don't know what happened to the big 10. Like the normal powers are right. like really bad. This year, you know, like Michigan, they're terrible. Wisconsin lost today. They're bad. Like Iowa, not their normal selves. Like it's fascinating, you know, how a conference like that with all the revenue that they have behind recruiting, development in this particular sport could be down across the board at the level they are. Yeah, like you said, across the board, it is. Even Purdue, I don't really trust. I, I don't think they're a great team. And you look, Michigan State, I, they're okay. They, they're they fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with Michigan State, but they're not a team I'm going to pick to go to the Final Four or anything. <laughs> I mean, it's just the, the recruiting is just not on the same level. And, you know, I mean, when you have, like, the SEC rising up all of a sudden, every team in the SEC is good now except, uh, you know, one or two. That's going to cut into the Big Ten, too. It's amazing to me. We, I don't think the Big Ten's winning a championship this year unless Purdue sur- surprises everybody. We're, that'll be, what, year 22 uh, since the, the 2000 Michigan State Spartans won the championship. So it's been a long time since the Big Ten was really elite in basketball. And the past few years, I just, and I hate to say it again as a Big Ten guy, I just fade the Big Ten. It, it just almost is a rule. Like, give me whoever's facing the Big Ten. I, I'm going to end up probably with a profit at the end of the tournament. One of the greatest upsets in the cigar battle between Tim Murray and Sean King was I had St. Peter's money line as they knocked off the Boilermakers Ooh. from Purdue. Another future bet that you have it goes to the Big East Conference. You have Villanova. Are you taking Nova on the money line tonight versus Creighton? I'm laying off it just riding this Nova future. Nova's the one team that, you know, once they got Justin Moore back, you know, I mean, from that Achilles that we all saw, I think it was in the tournament, not the conference tournament, but the NCAA tournament, 
once he started getting going, it looked like a different team. It looked like a, a team that started to find itself. We know there's talent there. I, I mean, it's not like Villanova is one of these, like, you know, off-brand college basketball teams. They got dudes. And I just think they started to play really well, and the odds were right. I, I don't know necessarily that they're going to, you know, crush it in the Big East. But, you know, we saw look, Marquette really struggled today. I don't know that I fully buy into them. Heck, they lost at home to by Wisconsin a, a long time ago. It shows that they're flawed, too. So I don't know that I trust anybody else uh, really at the top of the Big East, but I, I, I do, you know, I do think Villanova can make a run here and make it worthwhile in those odds. Uh, NC State, another team you had to win the ACC at twelve to one. Line yeah. is moving against us. Uh, they opened as the favorite. Uh, now they're a dog facing Clemson. How do you feel about tonight's matchup? Love them, love them tonight. I was happy to get points with them. I mean, Jarkel Joyner is on fire right now. The Smith is playing well. He dropped 30 last night. I, I really like. I think this NC State team is really explosive. But I will say, Sean, uh, that was my long shot pick. Your Duke Blue Devils look really tough to beat, and they're a team that I'm going to be looking to back for the next few weeks too. I got them at 51, 50 to one to win it all. What could go wrong? Yep, me too. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, great stuff, Frank Schwab, ladies and gentlemen, at Yahoo Schwab, where you can follow him on Twitter. Frank, appreciate it, my friend. Best of luck with all your college basketball futures. But we come next here, or come back rather, on Decent Prime Time. Coming next, Eli Herskovich is going to be joining us. What has he got going on the hardwood? Let us know. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get everything you need to bet the madness this year for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to help you get ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Only VEASAN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets, tools like our exclusive betting splits, plus our big dance bracket and betting guides. These guides feature in-depth breakdowns of all 68 teams, Cinderella selections, bracket predictions, and picks on every tournament game from VEASAN experts such as Brent Musburger and Greg Hoops-Peterson. So make sure you sign up today to get the betting guides plus full access to VEASAN through the end of the tournament for only $19. Check it out at vsin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into VEASAN Primetime. Danny Burke here in Chicago filling in for Tim Murray out there in Sin City. Our guy Sean King over at Circus Sportsbook. Joining us now to talk more college hoops also in my neck of the woods here in the Windy City, Eli Hershkovich at Eli Hershkovich where you can follow him on the tweets. Eli, I appreciate you making some time in the uh, hectic window of college basketball and all the action we got going on. Uh, You know, before we get into some of your plays that you may have later tonight and kind of beyond, I want to ask you a general question in terms of your handicapping assessment. As someone who bets yourself, you know, you're betting college basketball all the time. How different does your betting approach alter, if at all, when you come to conference tournament time, you have some of these teams that played the night before. Sometimes these teams have seen each other already twice. How much different, if at all, does that alter for your handicap? Yeah, I mean, let's take the earlier game, a game that I had some investment in considering I had West Virginia 
uh, a long shot bet, smaller bet, but a long shot bet to win the big 12 tournament. And just in terms of the context of West Virginia against Kansas in their previous two regular season meetings, West Virginia shot, I believe around 25% from three combined in those first two games. They don't shoot well today. So, but again, that's, it's kind of baked into the number on top of the fact that Bill self was out. You have to account for obviously not historic per se, but the, the earlier season meetings between these two teams, but you don't want to consider it too much because those results could be baked into the spread or total for that matter. The combined points by the two teams any market could be the results. Previous results could be baked in just like any sport. But you mentioned tired legs, a situation where Ohio State, for instance, is playing really good basketball over the last couple of days, including today with an upset over Iowa. And they get Michigan State tomorrow. And it's an intriguing matchup because the Spartans don't really guard motion offense as well, which is Chris Holtman's bread and butter. But then you think about the fact it, it's the third straight game for Ohio state over three days. So obviously all that needs to be taken into account, but sometimes it can be baked into the spread a little bit too much. You cannot contain Sensabaugh and Thornton. They are Kobe and Shaq in their prime. I'm sitting here like <laughs> if the Buckeyes win the big 10 college tournament, I'm going to just acknowledge. I know nothing about college basketball because I watched <laughs> The Buckeyes in Columbus, when Indiana came to town, put up town. I think they put up 14 points in the first half. Maybe the worst offensive output I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> what has surprised you the most so far? Whether it be a team that has played below your expectations or someone that seems to be getting really good, who we thought was kind of just meandering along during the regular season. Yeah, I mean, let's talk about Ohio State because. The back-to-back -back upsets, or they were favored, small favorite against Wisconsin. That got bet up a little bit. You mentioned how the Buckeyes struggled mightily in Big 12 or Big 10 play. I think that that terrible first half that you mentioned was actually against Michigan State. Put up around 40, 50 points in that game. Just a horrific shooting performance. And Michigan State didn't even play that well offensively. The Buckeyes, though, again, with that lull, major lull in conference play, losing 14 to 15 games. This team is is very talented, and they have a good coach. I know Buckeyes fans and betters, for that matter, were really calling for Chris Holtman's head during this stretch. But I mentioned how he runs that motion offense. He's had a lot of success, whether it was at Butler or in his early tenure at Ohio State. Ohio State hasn't had success when it comes to making a deep run in the NCAA tournament, but this team is still extremely talented young team, but they're starting to put it all together. Bryce Sensabaugh, you mentioned him, one of the more underrated freshmen, and he kind of hit that freshman wall, turned it over too much, started fouling a bit too much. And Holtman brought him off the bench in the midst of conference play. That didn't really pay dividends. The guy that's made a difference though, for Ohio state. And it's because he was inserted into the starting lineup. Well, not only Sean McNeil, the West Virginia transfer who shot it very well so far in the Big Ten tournament, but Felix Okpara has come in, the freshman center for them, and he's still pretty raw and, raw and lengthy, not necessarily a physical threat down low, but a really good rebounding presence, and it's paid dividends so far, his development, because Zed Key was dealing with that shoulder injury throughout conference play, then he was ruled out for the rest of the season. So Okpara's ability to come in and provide not only minutes up front, but and just from a presence as a six foot ten, six foot eleven big, but also performed very well on the glass has been huge.
for this Buckeyes team that is starting to shoot better. And sometimes variance of regression in a positive way just comes along once these guys starting to get into a rhythm, especially with a young team like this. Hey, Eli, let me take it to a conference that you have familiarity with. Your alma mater right now, DePaul, looking uh, pretty <laughs> strong against Xavier. It is early, but they're up double digits, 34 to 24. Uh, how do you attack these type of games from maybe an in-game standpoint? Because, again, I'm sure a lot of people are looking at Xavier going, all right, this could be appetizing to jump in-game. Is there a, a different approach that you have for that? Does it stay the same? How do you look to bet in that regard? Yeah, first of all, I hate DePaul basketball. I have a long history. I don't think a lot of the, the same people are in the athletic department that when I was there graduating for DePaul or post when I was still covering DePaul and Big East basketball. But I digress about how much I hate the Blue Demons. So it's it's a good example because typically, especially your novice or average batter, or even, you know, the pro batter will say, okay, some pro batters, not, you know, maybe people that are looking into models a little more so than gauging the way a game is going. But Xavier, obviously, an upper echelon team in the Big East this season. And you look at that line coming in. I think the Musketeers closed as a 12-ish a point favorite on a neutral floor at the Garden. And you're saying, okay, they're down early. I might as well take them as a, what, a two-possession in-game favorite. But that's not necessarily the way to go, as you guys know. Just in general, when it comes to sports betting, you're not always looking for a favorite in-game. That's how, again, the average better per se, will look to do it. But you look at how Xavier, just for instance, within the context of that game, they've played a little bit better defensively since Zach Fremantle was, I think he was exited out of the starting lineup and was banged up going back to, with the foot injury, going back to the early portion of February, but still Xavier just defensively overall. Yes. They're one of the more efficient teams across college basketball offensively, but Defensively, they haven't played well all year. So I know from a full body of work, you say this team is still, again, one of the better teams in the conference, but DePaul has outworked them. And again, this defense, even though they made strides without Fremantle in the lineup is still very exploitable from three and from inside the arc, even though Nunji is a pretty good rim protector. So that's kind of, uh, again, a little more of a specific example, but just in the grand scheme of things, you don't just want to say, okay, this team was favored by a lot. I'm going to bet them in game at a shorter number. You may, but it's not necessarily always the right way to go. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Eli. And hey, before we get you out of here, we got about a little bit over a minute to go. Any games you like tonight uh, that still have yet to go underway that uh, we can kind of look forward to and maybe follow you along here? Sure. So I don't know where you're located at, Daddy, in Chicago. I'm actually in the Burbs, not going to disclose which okay. Burb over the air but <laughs> if you want to hit up a, a local pub we could watch one of these uh one of these games down the stretch here tonight mount west game i have my eye on new mexico against utah mm -hmm. state i have a lobos future to win the conference tournament at plus 1400 one of the better mid-major backcourts in college basketball led by jamal mashburn and jalen house and you know going back to early season results like you mentioned or at least in conference play Utah State blew out, or by double digits, New Mexico earlier in, I think in February, early February. But, and this is a New Mexico team that played very poorly down the stretch, losing eight of their last 11 games. But that's also not only baked into the spread for this game, but bait was baked into their conference tournament futures price. I, I think New Mexico is a little bit undervalued in the betting market. Again, a very explosive offense. They're going to have to control the pace because they're not efficient themselves. 
defensively like Xavier, but a very explosive offense that is top 30 in adjusted tempo. And if they can get out in a track meet with Utah State or control that fast pace within the context of the game, they can really exploit this Utah State transition defense. I like it. Uh, New Mexico is a team I was looking at tonight, so you may have uh, officially got me there. Glad to hear we got some <laughs> conviction coming from now, someone one, else. One, one last thing for Eli right quick before we go off air. When you have a futures bet on New Mexico and they're getting three and a half points, do you take the points or do you bet the money line? It's a good question. I'm going to sit back and okay. kind of wait to see how the game plays out because I already am invested okay. in this team and we still have three more games to go. Gotcha. Like it. There he is, Eli Hershkovich. We'll talk more college hoops here on Decent Primetime. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN Primetime with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports book, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? Well, you can also con- convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. So sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help make appropriate choices visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements rewards issued is now withdrawable bonus bets bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER all right back in the mix it is vsin prime time here on vsin the sports betting network i'm danny burke filling in for tim murray we still got sean king here don't worry you've got the uh the main attraction here at real sean king where you can follow him on twitter uh sean i know you and i are sweating out a handful of plays right now so we'll update those scores and some other ones i did want to start first because we've been keeping track of this oregon and washington state game so I don't know if you have this in front of you, but I at least see right now the Ducks up 73 to 70. Uh, Wazoo gave them a run for their money. About 15 seconds left. Man, this has been a crazy game. Yeah, a lot of people, uh, smart people, liked Washington State's chances to win the Pac-12. Uh, that was one bet I didn't back just because I'm, I'm a real big fan of Arizona. Um, so I kind of just going to sit back and watch. But, man, they gave them a thrill tonight uh, Oregon actually had a breakaway instead of the guy just making the shot like he tries to tomahawk dunk and it gets blocked so I mean they were reviewing it they gave Oregon the ball out of bounds so I, this is gonna come down to the wire uh, been a great game though back and forth um, I think the uh, opening number was uh, the closing number I think was three and a half if I'm not mistaken so a lot on the yeah, line a lot on the line yeah. win or lose from a, a spread standpoint yeah, <laughs> sweating it out for sure, as uh, most of these games tend to be. But yeah, 73-70, to 70, Oregon with the lead, 10 seconds to go. Uh, that one there at T-Mobile Arena. So in your neck of the woods, it's been quite the game, uh, as it's uh, been indicated by the box score. Now, Sean, a game that we certainly have a lot more time to look into and perhaps some live betting opportunities. We take it out to the SEC, a game that you're sweating out with the Razorbacks here. And look, Arkansas is leading 34 to 27 over Auburn at BetMGM. I'm seeing Arkansas laying five in the hook 
149 and a half is your updated total right now. So you have them in a three-team parlay. Uh, they moved to as high as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. I think consensus a close three, but, man, they touched three in the hook. A lot of movement went to Arkansas pre-flop. Yeah, you mentioned it. I have them in a three-team money line parlay. Uh, Texas is in that parlay. They're up 30-21, to 21, about four minutes left in the first half. And uh, Arkansas, about same time in the first half, four minutes, uh, they're up 34-27 now. So looking good. Boise State doesn't tip to a little bit later. Um Actually, Virginia and North Carolina just went to halftime, Danny. That one is 25-24, Virginia. If I'm not mistaken, Virginia had kind of scooted away to a seven, eight-point mm -hmm. lead, and North Carolina made a, a couple YOLO threes to close the <laughs> deficit. Uh, down to the wire in the Mountain West Conference, San Jose State and Nevada. 79, San Jose State, 77, Nevada with .4 seconds remaining. Illinois, who was down at halftime, now has a one-point lead, 39-38, over the Penn State Nittly Lions. The Illini are so frustrating because when they're hitting their threes, they can be anybody in the country, but you just don't know from night to night which version of Illinois is going to show up. But it looks like they're putting up a fight tonight against the vaunted Penn State men's basketball team. You know what game is pretty interesting that you threw out there? Uh, Virginia, North Carolina, because like you said, Sean, I mean, Virginia had a pretty sizable lead. It looks like they had as high as an eight-point lead. And then North Carolina kind of chucking up some of those deep threes and miraculously got them to come home. But you look at this stat sheet, and it's not overwhelmingly apparent in terms of like, all right, it's going to signify go one team versus the other. Well, North Carolina, they're four of ten from deep. Virginia just two of eleven. If you think Virginia can turn around their three-point shooting and you can at least limit North Carolina enough because we know what this Virginia defense is capable of, you look at the turnovers too, North Carolina's had six, Virginia just two, a team that we do know is pretty clean in terms of uh, holding on to the ball and really avoiding those mistakes. I I'm seeing two and a half on the live line. They're up one. I don't hate the idea of going with Virginia here, Sean. And Am I off on thinking that? Uh, what do you envision for this matchup going down like in the second half? Uh, it's kind of been interesting because, you know, North Carolina really struggled. Like two of the four three-pointers they hit, I mean, are like fade away into the shot clock, like miracle, yeah. miracle shots. So, but Virginia's not great offensively either, and, uh, evidenced by the fact North Carolina's terrible on defense and Virginia has 25 points at the half. Like that, that's... <laughs> That tells you everything you need to know about Virginia. So as much as I want to back them, Danny, I just don't trust them. I mean, everybody puts up 70, 80, 90 yeah. points on North Carolina. Come on, 25 at the half. I think I'm kind of glad you're saying this because I think at the end of the day, you're talking some sense into me because to get involved on Virginia in any capacity always seems like the most frustrating <laughs> thing just because points come at a premium and it's such a slowly paced type of game. So I, I may step back because of that. And I also think that's what kind of strays me away from wanting to back, the, uh, back them in the tournament. And not only because of their game style, look, it's won them a championship before, but this year, they have had their lulls. They've had their mishaps. And I wouldn't be shocked if it happened early on in the tournament for them this season, Sean. <laughs> uh, I agree. I agree. I was listening to you. I was watching the last 6.4 seconds of Washington State, Oregon. Uh, Oregon closed uh, three and a half, I think. They were up three, Ooh. made both free throws to go up five. 
Washington State dribbled down, six seconds left, took an uncontested three that would have gotten the cover for Cougar backers out there. It did not go in. Oregon wins and covers and knocks a very, very popular pre-tournament futures pick out of the Pac-12 event. How about it, man? Uh, the college kid hitting their free throw. Seldom do you get that to come through for you in a cover situation. Like yeah, you said, I mean, Oregon coming through. <laughs> what was really scary was Washington 70. State had a wide open three. So I just knew that was going to go in, and it didn't. So toodaloo, toodaloo, right. toodaloo. <laughs> uh, you mentioned Texas and Oklahoma State. So I joined you on a parlay. I did a little bit different. I went with Texas and Boise State. But, hey, Longhorns looking pretty strong so far, up 35-23 to 23 now. 12 in the hook is what they're laying on the live line. Total 133 and a half. I know you've had this game in front of you. I, I at least I think you have been. Is it as dominant as uh, the scores leading us to believe? Well, yeah, it should be. I mean, it's a two seed playing a seven. Uh, Oklahoma State's a bubble tournament team. They needed to make a deep run, I think, in the Big 12 tournament to to ensure their birth. You know, they'll be one of those teams sitting there. You know, the entire team trying to figure out are they going to be like one of the last, you know, uh, at large bids. Uh, but we'll see. Texas should win this game. Uh, I took them on the money line. I'm just to the point with the way these games have ended for me so far in these conference tournaments. If it's under four points or, or if, even five, I'm just playing money line parlays if I like favorites. And then if I like some dogs, then maybe I'll, you know, get a little aggressive and play some money line dogs as well. I'm with you in that regard. That's kind of how I approach it a lot with the NBA and college basketball for the reasons that we stated earlier and for what you just talked about. I mean, there's a lot of nonsense that occurs at the end of these games, free throw shooting, uh, random chuck ups from deep. If guys are going to take that open shot when no one's playing defense, there's like so many things go wrong that just makes you rip hair out of your head. You sweat out the whole game. You're on the right side and then some bad beat can occur. And I get that. More often than not, it's probably not going to happen. But in this particular time of the year where it's played very tightly till the very end, I, I like that approach a lot more, too, that maybe sometimes it's it's worth to lay a little bit more so you don't have to uh, stress out all of that craziness that can occur. Hey, Sean. I'm with you when you're right, brother, and you are absolutely 100% <laughs> right in this situation and scenario. And, and also, I don't trust the referees during these conference tournaments. I mean, mm. just like it's a, a tough schedule for the teams, it's a tough schedule for the refs. You know, playing, doing a lot of back-to-back, -back, you know, days working, and, you know, you're seeing the same group if they win, and, you know, maybe there's yep. some, hold, uh, you know, holdover energy from the game before. Like, I, I, I had Tarleton State minus seven. They were playing uh, Texas Rio Grande. And they're up 15, and the refs guaranteed that Rio covered. They called every foul possible <laughs> down the stretch. Man, they're out to get you. But hey, no, you got a good point. I, these conference tournaments are player, they're calling all these different games. Makes it tricky, that's for sure. We'll take a quick break here. Sean and I will be back with Wilbo and Banksy here on Peace and Prime Time. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. 
Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 